0: Today, I'm sitting down with Coach A. I came into our chat expecting to have a conversation about fitness tips and nutrition, but at the very beginning of our conversation, I had to switch gears. I was amazed by his life story and openness. While he has a lot of insights and experiences when it comes to nutrition and exercise, what I like about him is that his coaching also focuses on self love practices. He also talks about how men in the Philippines feel the need to act strong and macho, and how he realized that strength can also come from self-awareness, vulnerability, and sharing emotions. He also spoke about the differences he noticed between men and women when it comes to what's effective for their bodies and when it comes to body image issues. If you could hear my brain during the conversation, I promise you, It was pretty much screaming yes to everything I heard. I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Hey, this is Roxy and this is Unlearning. Welcome back. It's so nice to have you guys here to learn with us every week. And usually we like inviting speakers that um, I can learn a lot from, you can learn a lot from, all of us can learn a lot from. And someone that has really caught my attention on Instagram is Coach A or Coach Aaron, <laughs> but everyone calls him Coach A. Apparently, even his wife. <laughs> um, and he his content on Instagram really stood out because um, there is a lot of inspirational content, not just about fitness, but also about mindset, which I really connected with, which I really admired. So, I'd love to learn a lot from you today, Coach A. We can start with um, your story. I'd love to learn about that as well. So maybe from family business and broadcasting equipment to fitness instructor and motivational person on Instagram, Like, what inspired you to start your work in in fitness?
1: Um, I started working. Sports has been a huge part of my life Mm -hmm. since I was a kid. I mean, I was a small kid. I was a skinny kid. We were... I grew up poor. So that's a chip on my shoulder. So ever since I was like, I needed to prove myself in other aspects of fitness. I remember being the smallest all the time. So parang ever since, I just really wanted to prove myself to be strong. Okay. Uh, turning point in my life was like, a little more than 10 years ago. I, I was coming from... I used to box a lot. I used to box a lot. I used to do... Jiu-jitsu and MMA a lot. And then there came to a point where I got injured in a, in, a jiu-jitsu. in a jiu-jitsu match, I was like, I need to get stronger. I need to get bigger because I was being thrown all over because I was just, uh, I was like, I think I was just 120 pounds at that time.
0: Oh my gosh. That's how much I weigh.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was really skinny at the time. And then I decided to just keep on lifting weights. And then yeah. I met this guy who was a coach. Um, he told me that he can train me for powerlifting. And then I was learning a lot about lifting at that time. And then, 2010, Mm -hmm. um, I was working at that time exclusively for the family business, but I decided to quit. Because you know how some family businesses go, you can really just automatically get in jive with the family. I was working with my dad. And I said, I just told myself that um, I wanted to go full-time in coaching. That was 2010, I think.
0: Mm, 11 I years ago.
1: A lot of years ago. It's funny, I was just, I was talking to my, to a friend of mine who I was talking about what to do next for my business. I didn't realize I was just 10 years, I was already more than 10 years in into this line of work. Right. So, because so last birthday, I had that introspection where, where do I want to bring this business Right. And then going back to that 2010, I just decided to want to become a coach because I was growing as a person. My character was growing. I was realizing how strong I can be and wanted to share that to a lot of people because I know I'm not the best athlete out there, but I know I can share what I know that way. Other people are in the same boat as I was, meaning you don't know where to start with you getting stronger. I want to share what I know to them. That way I can help others, other people build their character and build their physique, build their strength, and that's when I started coaching. The first foray I did was I decided to study masters in human human movement science in UP.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then 2011, I just that so when I I became one of the first CrossFit coaches here in the Philippines.
0: Ah, I, I didn't know
1: yeah, CrossFit. The first, yes, then 2012, I built my first gym, CrossFit Insurrectal. and then I. I traveled all over just for this. I had lots of adventures in the journey of coaching. 2013, I went to Dubai as a coach, and then a few years back, I came back here, had my gyms here, and then 2016 was the, that was the time when I built my second gym, Alpha Strength, and yeah. also that was the time leading to 2017. That was the time when everything fell rock bottom for me. Um, I lost my gyms. Um, there was a time when I was in a relationship and it didn't work out. I had my own problems with myself. I didn't know what to do, where to t- turn on to, where to t- turn to. Um, mm-hmm. In other words, uh, my relationship at that time, I didn't work out. I had lots of problems in that relationship. I cheated on my ex-girlfriend and I just escaped. I went to Hong Kong. I worked there as a coach. and During that time, that was the most um. how do I say this? That was the lowest point of my life. Right. My ex-girlfriend was just really mad at me at the time. I cheated on her. Everybody in the in the fitness business was like, I was outcast somewhat. Everybody had, we're talking behind my back. And it's like, I did okay. during the time time. That, that's where all the motivation to change myself came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned a while ago, it was like lots of motivational quotes, but it was more of the biggest thing for me was that, Fitness and self-development and self-mastery were all the same thing. Right. And after all of that, what I realized was that you have to start with yourself and loving yourself more. That's why you go into fitness. Right now, when I came back, uh, came back in Manila, I really just really changed everything. My mindset, how I do things. I shied away from coaching for a bit, and then 2019, I handled my last gym when i went to crossfit right and 20 i came back in manila and that's when that's when i started my online coaching business right. and that's where you discovered me <laughs> <laughs> and that's the this is short and long story how i started here and how i where i am right now in my life my my goal right now that's why i do a lot of things when it comes to content it's mainly because i want to share to people that um it all starts with self. How much you love yourself is how much you want to get yourself better in fitness. And yeah. how much you want to get better at fitness also translates to how you can be better in relationships, how you can right. have a better relationship. So all of those things start with the self and self-love. That's that's, the, that's my anchor in everything that I do. And i try like to share that all the time with other people who I know somewhat in the same boat as I was and I am in developing yourself to be the best person that you can be. So that's just how things
0: are. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Like I felt all the passion and all the emotion and all the feelings <laughs> in, yeah. in your journey. Um, and I have so many follow-up questions, but I'd love to learn first and foremost, Like, what made you transition or how was that transition and process from you being at rock bottom to suddenly realizing that you needed a shift in mindset? That you needed to focus on loving yourself like was there a turning point was there a you know a push a certain motivation or yeah someone that came into your life and made you think that way or what was it for you
1: um there was a person in my life before although um, right now we're not in talking terms anymore there was a mm. person that my life at that time who told me you can only just be one person it can't be two kinds of person have this kind of mindset in front of other people and then have a different mindset altogether when there's no one looking around okay that kind of integrity that i built me with myself that was my turning point and before that when you go, when you go chasing dreams like becoming a coach and becoming a different person of helping other people your main purpose is always Why? What's your why? I mean, all of those things that we hear all the time in inspirational talks—you gotta know your why, gotta know your purpose. But I realized with my own self, you can your own your why becomes more important. It becomes more it has deeper meaning when you realize three things first. The first one is who are you? Mm -hmm. What are you? And where do you want to go with yourself? Right. That makes why more. Has more weight into it. Because at that time I didn't know who I was. I was like, what am I what kind of person do I want to be? Who who, who am I really? Am I just a coach in front of other people? Why have uh leading a double life behind that? Like I mentioned, I cheated my experience before. So it's like, why do I keep on shooting myself, destroying relationships in my life when I know I'm a good person, I'm a good coach? Why do I keep on doing that? But the anger to that was like, I didn't know who I was, I didn't love myself enough. I had no standards of what kind of life I was living. I was living, but more of I was just trying to chase the next big thing of knowing my why, serving other people. But when I came back, just like what I said a while ago, it all, it all boils down to yourself. Who are you? What are you? Where do you want to bring this life all together? And, that becomes, and then from there, you learn why you do all of these things and why you want to take yourself for it. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing for me of changing. I was really, I remember looking back, I wrote in one of my journals in 2017, in my tombstone, if I die right now, if I die in a few years, what do I want to be written in my tombstone? So I said, I want to be known as a good man. So what is a good man? He's honest, full of integrity, has his own standards in life. So that's really my anchor in everything. I discovered, this type, like I said a while ago, it boils down, how much do you love yourself? If you love yourself, you won't put yourself in situations where you will hate yourself up afterwards. You won't put yourself mm-hmm. in situations; where you will shoot yourself in the foot. And most men do that. And right. most men just shy away from that concept of knowing yourself deeply enough and trying to, those, to go into those parts where you're just scared to face yourself that this is the kind of person I am. And that's where I came from. Coming from that, and then building myself to where I am right now, and to building
0: <laughs> myself. To where you are. Yeah, not a lot. Definitely, not a lot of Filipino men are confident and comfortable enough with talking about their emotions and feelings as deeply as you have just in the last <laughs> five minutes.
1: So I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: also curious as to like how did you get to that point? What kind of work did you do on yourself, or what kind of process did you Put yourself through to really genuinely um, know your why, know your purpose, learn um, who you were, learn, learn what it meant to be a good man? Um,
1: I did a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I was in Hong Kong. Right.
0: Were you alone?
1: Yeah, I was alone. But I yeah. lived with my boyfriend at the time first because I was there as a coach. I was working there as a coach. I met a lot of amazing people there who helped me realize that there's more to life than just being who you think you are. Um, there's more to life than just chasing your wise. And I realized when it all boils down to it, it what's really important is Yan, who are you? Sino ka ba and then, I wrote it. I just keep, kept on writing it, kept on reading books. Some of the books I read was like um, um, Mark Manson's um, how the art of uh, subtle art of not giving a fuck.
0: Yeah, uh, um, yeah.
1: Some of the books I read was like um, "Leading the Righteous Life," um, oh, rather than "The Road Less Traveled. Those are some of the books that really changed me. And really, just ma- meeting a lot of people and just taking yourself out of that comfort zone of the of Manila, wherein people is just, you know how we are here in the Philippines. Everyone just uh around just moving day to day without realizing that you're just fucking things up all the time in your life. But <laughs> hiding behind those things that you want to do all the time. You know how those those things lie. Yeah. And that's where I started. Started with just facing in front of a mirror. I love myself. If I love myself, what do I need to do today? If I love myself, what standard should I have? If I love myself, should I lie today? Because lying is a big thing for Filipino men. We hide from <laughs> all of our- <laughs> I know you've met a lot of men like that, and I want to be a part of that change. And that's where I, how I started in changing this.
0: Right. So you would literally stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself, I love you. What, what are we yeah. going to do today that would be a good thing to do?
1: Yeah. I love, I love you. I mean, you're more than enough.
0: Yeah, you're,
1: more than you're not your mistakes. How do you move yourself forward? What do you want to do today? How do you bring yourself from here to the next level? Yeah, and the same. I keep on writing all the time in my, in my posts and social media because I want people to know that it's not too late to change and get to know yourself as deeply as you can.
0: Yeah, and it's also definitely work to really feel genuinely that you're enough. That you're happy with yourself and yeah. yeah, that you can really accept who you look in the mirror and accept who you are.
1: Yes, yeah, that takes a lot of work, especially for a family. lot of work. Yeah. I don't know. It's <laughs> a lot of things. Filipino men should change. And I just yeah. want to be part of that. But just keep on constantly changing myself. Absolutely. And sharing what I can on social media. That way, anyone who can read it, if it's just mm. one person, if can just change his mindset. I think I did my job with that.
0: And do you feel like you are at that point where you are happy with yourself and where you can accept yourself and look in the mirror and be fine no. with yeah who you are?
1: I can honestly say yes. I am mm-hmm. at my happiest right now with myself. But at the same time, the work never stops. It just changes trajectory where you are because... Like I said, rock bottom a few years back, there's a lot of work and do, undoing work. that right. I need to go, Um Part of it just really being financially free. I mean, working towards that, um, fixing relationships, all of the relationships that I shattered before with my family and people I really care about, all of those things, lots of things. And uh, that's like the title of your podcast, unlearning and, and undoing and changing, mm. all of them.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So I mean based on you also mentioned earlier that you always had a chip on your shoulder, you felt that you needed to work harder, you also felt like you were the smallest so you also needed to build up and be stronger. Um I mean it also seems that you've you've I guess unlearned that or realized that obviously being the strongest physically probably isn't what matters the most (laughs) and (laughs) um, I guess I also want to understand like how did that influence your coaching process with your clients and how how does that make you yeah how did that change how you coached people as well it's funny because
1: this morning I was coaching a friend because I do two kinds of coaching right now. I do my personal client coaching during the mornings mm-hmm. and then the afternoon and the evenings, I, that's where I coach my online coaching clients. Mm. It's funny though, a friend of mine, who I was coaching a while ago, told me that he always admired who I was when I was starting, started coaching a few years back. But he always said that he was really hesitant to come up to me and ask me to help him, help my, ask my help to coach him but because of the fact that I was really scary, and then I, I realized when you when you try to focus on yourself, and then I started my journey of loving myself more.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: become more gentle with the things that you, we, we, how you conduct yourself, how you speak, how you take, uh, how you forg- find ways to make your clients work better rather than just always pushing Push down. Push harder. Yes, what are yes. You pushing down. This is how it's supposed to be, is how it should be working. And then instead of pushing that, I realized there's a gentler and more sustainable and more efficient way of helping clients get better. Because at the end of the day, their change should be more important than whatever method I know. And right. my role as a coach is to create a map for them to create sustainable ways of changing their lives permanently. So that's that's when I tried really coaching differently. Really finding ways what is suitable for whoever client, whatever background they have, what rhetoric of man or woman or um, a young or old It's just finding ways what works for them rather than be dogmatic to what I really just know
0: right, and do you also coach in terms of mindset or I mean because you said that you'd also believe that permanent change is more important, so I guess you also try to instill sort of like Permanent self-love changes as well instead of just permanent physical changes.
1: When I try to coach clients, the first thing I try to make them understand is that when you come to me to ask help from me to coach you, you have to remember one thing. You're doing this because you're doing this for yourself, no one else. Mm -hmm. If you can't get that, we can't work together. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to try to learn that concept, of each time you train, each time you work out, each time you eat less, each time you eat better, you know you are just putting back into yourself more, and mm-hmm. that's when you try to work harder for you because you because it, it becomes, um, uh, what, how to say it? more powerful for you, yeah, than working out for you to say I just want to work out for the sake of working out. I've met a lot of. Uh, clients like that before, I just want to work out. Yung concept ng Filipinos, we're in Gusto ko lang No, I really want to know what do you want to achieve? Uh, you, it's funny because you, you hear different stories from people. I want my wife to look at me better. I want to see myself in front of a mirror and I want to I like what I see. Those mm-hmm. concepts, knowing that this is what your goal, will work on it because you know you're doing your part to love yourself for. And that's yeah. where we start. The method, how it works, doesn't really matter. The right. Is what, that idea in your head that why I am doing this and mm. why I am doing this for.
0: That's where we yeah. start. And, um, a
1: lot. <laughs> No, it's okay.
0: I really appreciate, no, definitely, I really appreciate the insight, the depth, and the method that you're describing right now is super rare. Like, I really um, admire your process and the things you've said so far. Um, I, I, so I guess I'd also like to understand in terms of the clients that have come to you and would want to work on themselves, Like, what is the number one struggle that your clients have come to you with? The, numbers,
1: the, numbers, the number one struggle experience with them is always – The idea that physical change—it's always like I can't reach that. That's why I'll settle for this. Mm -hmm. What I realized with that is that people are just scared of totally changing themselves because of the fact that they're not used to looking their best all the time. Yeah, that's the thing that I try to change with them. There's no Mm. physical dream that's not too far fetched from you of course in a realistic manner we can't change your height just like myself i can't change your <laughs> yeah Right. You know i'm saying but you can always lose fat you can always yeah. look better in clothes you can always look better naked
0: yeah but most people
1: are scared of knowing that i can i really achieve that can i dream dream of having that body that i always wanted of course we can't look like the rock or some Victoria's secret model but you can always look the <laughs> best and right. people are scared of chasing that concept that I want to be my best self because that's a deeper thing. When you want to be your best self, you always have to go back to why you're doing this and who are you to manifest those things that you want to achieve with yourself.
0: Right. It's amazing that I mean typically coaches would also say the number one struggle that clients come to me with is they want to lose weight. But it like it I it sounds like for you it's more the number one challenge is the mindset of wanting to be your best self and fully realizing that that is a possibility.
1: Yes, because the thing that I really coach is not about physical fitness. It's all about self-mastery. Yeah. That's the concept of what I try to coach. You master yourself physically. You master yourself with your mind. You master yourself what you want to achieve. Because I believe that the, the physical, physical fitness, fitness is a starting point and ending point of any person's life. When you start, mm-hmm. when you walk, you become physically fit as a child. When you start crawling and you start running, that concept is just there. I'm getting better physically. And then at your deathbed, no matter what success you have, what's the first thing people there? I wish I had my years longer. I wish I was healthier. So it's always an ending point and starting point in anyone's person's life. So why not try to change, chase and try to become your best self in that process of how long your life is? Right. And that's, it's always here. How you view yourself, how you change yourself, and that er, when you change those things, that you need to do this because you love yourself. Everything just falls into place. I'm eating better because I love myself. I'm not smoking because I love myself. I'm not. I'm lifting here and I'm walking because I love myself. I'm. I want to lose weight and lose fat because this is what I do for my self-love development. Yeah. All of those things.
0: And. I mean, it almost sounds like you're in the business of coaching self-love instead of coaching <laughs> fitness. Yes, yes.
1: In some ways, yes, yes. In some <laughs> ways, yes. because that's one thing most people lack and how and don't have really an idea about is that everything starts with you loving yourself. You can't, you can't be fully loving other people if you don't be full yourself first. You can't give For your sure. best, your work, or your dreams if the if yourself is not fulfilled first.
0: And aside from the practice you mentioned earlier about um, you looking in the mirror and telling yourself you love yourself, do you also have any other practices that you would recommend for people to develop this self love for themselves?
1: Um, I believe in writing. I believe so much in writing. I mm. believe that when you Whatever thought in your head, if you bring it out in however way to the universe, it finds its way back to you. Whether it's writing, recording your voices, talking to other people, talking to a coach. That's why it's very important when you talk to someone, just share your most intimate things because it manifests afterwards. However, method you may be, but it always starts with you just being honest and writing it or Mm -hmm. not just thinking it because we think a lot of things. Right. try to make it physically available for you, whether it's hearing it or writing it or seeing it, recording yourself in a video, those things become more powerful and more imminent, more... Real. Yeah, uh, exactly Right. that, yes.
0: Yeah. I can totally see that as well, that you think about so many things and for me as well, the moment that I physically express a big goal that I've been thinking about for a while and tell people that this is my plan timeline it also starts to become a lot more, um, yeah, real. And I start to think to myself, okay, now I really have to do something because <laughs> I told be- someone about it.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly like that. That's, that's one of the powerful things I tried doing with myself. That's why I try to share with clients, log in your intention, what you really want to achieve with yourself. Um, write your training log, write your food log. Because those things become more powerful when it becomes more physical, when it's pressing in front of your face.
0: Right. And, and what about your, in terms of your work ethic and in terms of your um, also, yeah, just ability to try your best and want to do your best. You mentioned earlier that you always felt like you had a chip on your shoulder, which kind of motivated you to st- Continuously try and do that, and you also said earlier that even if you are happiest right now, you also feel like there's still a lot of work to do. Um, so what is that work that you feel like you still need to do?
1: Um, a lot of things. I mean, target I <laughs> mind of number of people to train.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: want to grow my online coaching business further. I want to, I want to be able. Yeah, I'm just really manifesting it here, okay? I just to, <laughs> want to get to a point where I'm, speak, I'm speaking to a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. and sharing my thoughts on how to help other people get better. Um, I want to eventually hire coaches to manifest this kind of coaching to other people, not just ex- sets and reps and just movements or just having fun, but more of you're having fun because you're really, man- you're really trying to make yourself better in a deeper manner. Yeah, Those are the things that really just want to down the line what <laughs> really you want to achieve. and That's why I always say that I was saying a while ago, it's, it's a constant way of really getting better. I mean, we only stop getting better when we die and before I get to that point, <laughs> I make sure what you really, really want, to, want to do. So it's, yeah. always like that. it's not always easy. There are days where you're just really tired. There are just days where you just feel lazy. But at the same time, as long as the intentions are clear and where you know where you want to go you can always go back it's a long process anyway it's something you should be thinking of long term but the work is always doing on an everyday basis
0: Mm. and and as a filipino man who has gone from this journey of being like for lack of a better term (laughs) pamacho into (laughs) into someone who is a bit more um, sensitive in touch with himself open about his emotions. What do you think um, Filipino men need to do more of to get to that point?
1: I think most Filipino men should just really be, just, just really start being honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's most men lack. Because we try, you know how, mga, how Filipinos are when they just project this kind of machismo. Like what you mentioned. I have to be like this, I have to be, just be strong all the time. Because um, how do you? I don't know where that concept came from, but I grew up in that. You can't mm-hmm. cry. You can't share what you feel. You have to be bida all the time in your stories. I grew up that way, and and that, that that spells a lot of dishonesty with yourself because we don't. Filipino men are just lazy when it comes to improving themselves for for the better. When it comes to just really getting to know your deepest feelings about it, mm-hmm. and that. Something that most men should be. Just really be honest with yourself. How do you love yourself better? Do you even have said, when was the last time you even said, I love you to yourself? Yeah. Even that, those words alone. I love myself. Self-love. I don't even, it's rare. And I want to share that with a lot of men who, I, who, I, who I'm always in contact with. Mm. Yeah. Before, it's rare for people to say "I love you, bro." But right now, when I learned all of these things, I try to say it as much as I can. I say, I try to say thank you to other men. That way, maybe they can share it to other to themselves and to other people as well. All the time, that's what I try to do, and then right. that's what I make be a part of that solution of men being honest with themselves all the time.
0: Right, and but how does? a man who isn't even aware of these problems um, begin to <laughs> practice the process of being honest with themselves? Because I'm sure a lot of men probably wouldn't even, you know, be open to that idea. They, they might just, yeah, be running not unconsciously running away from those vulnerabilities and fears. Like, and it sounds like you've lived through that. So, you know, how... How do you think um, a man who would come from that place be able to start to be, you know, to, to be honest with themselves, as you said? Hmm.
1: To be honest, I still have no idea how to do that. <laughs> but I think um, what I'm trying to do with myself. Right. Um, I've met a lot of men, especially this past year alone have messaged me and then they tell me that they're having problems with their, with their girlfriends with their wives, a lot of cheating a lot of uh, infidelity a lot of things that they really didn't want to happen and then I try to talk to them this way, um, I try to cha- change their mindset of victim blaming they try to blame it to their wives because they didn't have any spark I try to tell them that what have you done for yourself as well Have you ever looked at yourself and say in front of yourself, Who am I now? So that's how I do my part. For other men, I hope, I hope with the men I've touched and have shared my story, who have also tried to change themselves, my hope is that they share to other people as well, other men as well. That's why I try bigger and better. And eventually we'll see Filipino men who are not gaslighting. themselves, Filipino men who uh, who have uh, better standards how they conduct themselves. Filipino mm. men who eat less because that's really something that's really rampant in our culture for men. I mean, you've seen men here with plenty of families, the old the older guys, and I mm. think there should be a change in that. And I want to be a part of that solution by just sharing my story to other men and then try to change them as well, change their mindset and then fade forward to other men as well. And that's the only way I can, I know
0: I can help. Yeah. So true. <laughs> I had a lot of questions as well about, um, you know, fitness and exercise, but I do feel like the, the, you know, the deeper mindset aspects as you mentioned also became, yeah, it's mm-hmm. also super important for this kind of change?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, because I feel like people here focus more on the physical all the time. But the mere fact that you can only change yourself when you change your mindset and how you value yourself mm-hmm. and how you... That's when it starts more become more deeper. That's when you invest yourself more. Because when I was in Hong Kong, everybody wants to get fit. Filipinos, no matter what nationality they have, even when I was in Dubai, people are very invested in themselves because of the concept that I need to help myself more, that way I can help others as well. That concept is not alien to them. But for us here, it always boils down to I want to look better, I want to lose weight. But those things are very shallow. And after three months or after six months of you not achieving that, they stop. Why? Because the purpose is the purpose of doing that is very shallow. You just want to change how I look, but when you try to invest, I'm doing this because I love myself more, and that's when the exercise, as in the other movement, other move, eating better becomes highlighted because of the fact that they know that they're doing this more than just getting physically fit, but more of getting themselves to love themselves better, and that's what I try. That's what I realize here in the Philippines more.
0: Mm, you realize that most people only think about the superficial shallow aspect but not necessarily the the deeper yes, meaning
1: after a while yes
0: yeah mm. and and like is there a difference as well that you've seen when it comes to coaching men and women like do, do you see a difference wow. in terms of how they i guess react to advice or or how they, um, how you, your method in coaching them, which is like more effective?
1: Well, for me, um, the thing that I'm learning more about now is that nutrition for women, it's not the same as men. Okay. Women, I'm going to the physical part here.
0: Okay, sure. Training,
1: training women, women are more, they, they tend to last longer in their workouts. They're more endurance-based. Uh, men tend to be more physical. They have more power. They have more strength. So I try to change the way of coaching them by highlighting which ones they get stronger first. For example, if a woman starts with me first, the first thing I try to change is not necessarily the mindset because Filipino women are really in tune with how they see themselves. Mm -hmm. So what I try to change with them is the habit of doing things all the time. Because most Filipino women here don't really move that much when it comes to exercising. They don't want to lift weights. They just want to do cardio. Mm -hmm. So when I try to do it, I I try to make them stronger by doing more weights more frequently. And then for for men, I try to change their mindset when it comes to doing more cardio. I try to make them walk more. I try to make them realize that if you walk more, you will lose fat faster. And then I tried to get them stronger instead of just focusing on your beach muscles, looking better on your chest or your or your mm-hmm. arm. Try to focus getting them stronger as a whole. And from there, the process becomes different. Now coming to nutrition, and that's where it uh, becomes a game changer.
0: Mm. What
1: I learned recently is that for women, you can't always put them on a diet. It has to be a, a constant change of cycle. If the cycle of eating should always be in tune where their menstruation comes in. Mm-hmm. You try to change where they, you try to give importance to their cravings. Where do you cycle the cravings? Where do you push them into going to caloric deficit or more caloric surplus? Where do you push them in more, in moving more? And then from there, how do you lessen the volume of training? It's more of the nutrition is more, for women, the nutrition is more important than mm-hmm. the exercise. For men, um, you try you can just make them diet and lose weight easily because of the fact their hormones don't change that much.
0: Ah, for okay. women,
1: the silical of the cyclical uh, nature of their menstruation, your menstruation, should always be in tune how the exercise are going. So that's how I try to change to differentiate how I coach men and women from there.
0: So in terms of how that cycle works, are you saying that you should work out more? Before your period, after your period, like well, what does that mean concretely?
1: Um, how do I say it? For example, two weeks before, one week before your period, that's when your cravings kick in. Mm-hmm.
0: That's
1: where you're nostalgic. That's what you call a luteal phase, an early luteal phase. And then afterwards, during your period, that's when you're, you are, your hormones are just out of sync. You feel really tired more often. And that's the part when you lessen the Hard workouts you focus more on just walking, getting stronger, lifting mm-hmm. weights more than just HIIT or circuit training or cross-it style of training. And during that time, that's when you try to give in a little bit to the cravings but lessening food intake in general.
0: Mm-hmm. And during the
1: time of after your menstruation, that's when you, uh, your, your estrogen spikes up and that's when you can push the workouts harder. And that's when that's the time wherein you can eat. More and make your workouts stronger without the feeling of lethargy or, or being tired all the time or fatigue yeah. and then you push exercise more. And then that cycle goes along all the time during the monthly basis. And you try to that way, for example, let's say in a month, two weeks, you push exercises. Then after two weeks, uh we try to limit the hard workouts, and then from there you try to change it again push harder the next two weeks and then that way the change is always sustainable instead of just making sure that you hard diet for three months and then you quit because you can't sustain it anymore and then try to jumpstart your fitness yeah it's a way you know, that's how i try to do it with my clients for men it's more of a six month yearly basis easier to train men than women mm.
0: in the sense
1: that I'm not a woman, so I don't know how women feel, but I try to be more in tune how you guys feel that way. I can train, I can train women better in a more, what is more in tune to how, you guys, how your systems work. How the
0: biological know. aspect as well. And yeah. the feelings
1: about how you work out.
0: Yeah. What about in terms of mindset? Have you seen that there is a difference in terms of coaching men and women as well?
1: Mindset for men... Mindset for women is more of changing how they view themselves. It's more, men have a different view. They think highly of themselves more. They think they can just exercise and get better at some point in time. So that's an easy part. What I try to change with men is that your concept of what is good for you. Mm -hmm. how You view yourself deeply more than just the physical. For women, what I try to change is the concept of you can really get the best body that you can have and love yourself at the same time. Yeah, and just you can still lose weight and try to chase losing weight without killing yourself. You don't need to look at other women; just look at yourself in a better way. the The concept of for men, concept of deeper meaning of why you do your fitness for women, the image of how you view yourself. That's how I try to change them. For example, I have a client the other day. He was just complaining about the back fat behind her, mm-hmm. and I was telling. That that back fat is fine. You're beautiful as you are. But you can work on it better and that's fine as well. But you work on it because you want to get better and not really hate yourself while working on it. Yeah. It's more of that how you get
0: mm, I see. I think it is definitely common for women as well to have an ideal body shape in their mind, which may or may not necessarily be um, even if she were at her best figure ever, like she might not look like that person at all just because she has a di- completely different body. But I think it is common for women to feel that way. Or what is your experience?
1: Um, it's common for women to just... Hate. Uh, women hate common things. Women hate this part.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Women hate the belly. Women hate the back fat. It's always there. Or women hate legs. But we're trying to make them understand that women are made to have bellies and more fat because of the fact you guys are made to have children. and It is normal.
0: Mm-hmm. But you
1: can always put yourself to your best self. But you have to change your mindset of image of what is really doable and achievable for you. And yeah. that's where the part love your own shape. I mean, I've met women who weight their, their legs. But you have to understand, women are more... Quadriceps dominant, meaning the front leg dominant. Right. it's This is normal to have back fat, to have fat here because of the fact you don't have testosterone. Just like the back wings. Make, yes, the back. <laughs> and the back fat. And then just changing their mindset of what real beauty is. You can just be beautiful as your own right now, but at the same time, you can still try to achieve your best self.
0: Yeah, but I think that's definitely true because, as you said, women are built biologically for childbirth, so of course, their um, legs should be stronger for pregnancy. Out, yes. Yeah, and, and men are usually generally like straighter. So, if you like draw a line or whatever, like men are just more geometric and women are just um, more curvy, let's say. Yeah
1: more full
0: yeah more full yeah. um and do you also feel that your clients have um common misconceptions when it comes to diets and exercise like what what are the most common things that you've heard that you just want to dispel and get rid of <laughs> and well,
1: what are you for women is that they diet too hard all the
0: time mm. um,
1: they tend to just well, it's the same with men, but men are more forgiving because men have a better view of how they look. You know how Filipino men feel like they're always at their best shape even though they're fat already? Yeah. yeah. Women are just really harder on themselves even though they're, look- they're already looking at their best. Dad. So the try to change with women is that first, you don't need to remove carbs in your diet.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't
1: need to work out too hard seven days a week. You don't need to stress your system too much because that's when the time when your body will hold out to fat longer. What mm-hmm. you need to do is things. First, eat your protein. Mm-hmm. Second, walk more. Third, lift heavier weights. That way you'll build more muscle. And that's what I try to change with them all the time. For men, what I try to change with them is the fact that you have to eat less more often. And then, uh, because men tend to eat more, but they feel like they still look good. But at some point in time, they google it, oh, unhealthy, na ako, and then the hard part comes in. So, Why do part, I have a belly? <laughs> for, for women, they always think that they're, already, they're still fat, even though they're not the best shape. And they tend mm. to eat less, and eat less, and eat less. But the, the thing is, you have to lessen the stress your body experiences. And the best way for that is just eat normally and then try to eat less during the fa- the time of your period before that and just give in their cravings. That's how I try to make them understand how it works.
0: Right. So to it, it might be actually counterintuitive for women to push themselves harder and work out seven times a week because it w- wouldn't be as effective anymore even when they're dieting um, yeah, extremely as well.
1: Feeling kasi ng babae most of the time is that they need to always go on a diet, but that's not the case. You have to just move more, you have to and move more, not necessarily just doing lots of cardio. Exercise. Yes, you can just walk. Yeah, what I'm to make people understand is that walking is the easiest way to lose fat without stressing your body too much. Mm. 45 minutes of walking, listen to a podcast just like this, is more than enough for you to lose fat and lose weight and then from there focus on the things that will hold on to the muscle and build more muscle more that's that's how I try to make them understand
0: yeah that, that's where the strength training comes in as well I guess yes
1: yes yes mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, could you we're we also about to um, maybe we can move a bit into the mindset aspect again Um oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> no no it's okay could could you share a moment where you felt obsessed with a goal to a point that it was unhealthy because you also spoke a lot about um yeah women driving themselves too hard to the point that it's unsustainable so have you gone through a similar experience where you were too obsessed with a goal it doesn't have to be like fitness related could also be you know with your business
1: <laughs> well before right now I'm- when I was younger in this business, I wanted to be just. I wanted to know um, if I can be the best coach that. How how far can I put myself in a position where I can be the best coach that I can be? And I pushed myself too hard to the point that I isolated friends. I lost myself along the way. Like I said, I lost a lot of self love during that time. Mm-hmm. Drive, but the point of just driving myself I want to know how good of a coach I was and that's at the expense of losing a lot of people in my life during that time mm. and that, that was the hardest part of that was a hard time for me and then when I realized I re, that it was I was pushing myself to my limit I was already at rock bottom yeah. I lost my gyms, I lost everything at that time but at what expense to know how good of a coach I was, then I realized I'm not even really a good coach at that time because I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. Coaching is very um, transformational. In part of transform transforming other people is always transforming yourself first. Yeah. And when I tried to this when I learned who I was, what kind of person I was, and that's when coaching becomes became easier for me to understand how I can help transform other people.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's how it
1: started for me. That was the hard part. But at the same time, after unlearning that part of what really matters to me, and that when becomes coaching it becomes it became easier for me.
0: Yeah, and and did you have a a self limiting mindset that prevented you from, I guess, maximizing your potential and going on that journey of being a coach that was transformational? Like, was there? Did you once believe, for example, that um, you weren't good enough, that you couldn't um, get to that point, or yeah, was there something that prevented you?
1: Um, what really prevented me to become the best coach that I was, that I was, that I could have been, or still, I'm I still am in that process of becoming my best co- the, the best coach that I can be. Mm-hmm. was always about a lack of self-awareness, who I was. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest self-limiting factor. Because not knowing who I was, I couldn't really navigate where I want to go. Yeah. we're just into the motions of just doing the process of reading a lot of things, learning a lot of, about coaching, taking a lot of courses, but you didn't know why you were doing a lot of things and why you're doing so-and-so because of mm. the fact that who I, I didn't know who I was. But when I started realizing that this is who I am, this is who I want to be, the process of getting there became easier and became clearer. And that's how I try to... That's, that's still what I'm trying to do right now on a, on a daily, constant basis.
0: You're still trying to discover yourself and find out who you still are.
1: Yes, and becoming better in that process. Mm-hmm. And as you become, when you discover yourself at this point, it's easier to get yourself to that point and to the, mm-hmm. to the next point and constantly getting better in that process.
0: Yeah. And, and could you describe, because um, I guess throughout this process of discovering yourself as well, sometimes you it's normal to feel discouraged when this process doesn't go anywhere or when you feel like in your business as well, Um, you work so hard, but you might not get to the results that you immediately want. I'm sure a lot of your clients also have those sentiments, have those feelings when they don't lose the weight as fast as they would want to. So, I mean, how about you? For you personally, like, how do you make sure that in those moments you don't feel discouraged and that you still manage to move forward?
1: Well, like I said a while ago, the other day, I realized that I'm here in this business more than 10 years already. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I thought that um, I will only be in a few years in this business. Because that's why I wanted to rush things and achieve a lot of things and be more and do more. But 10 years in this business made me realize one thing. Nothing comes fast. Mm-hmm. Nothing comes easy. Everything is a process. Patience is really something that you need to learn from. Failure is something that you constantly experience. And when you fail, that's also a new way of learning. And then you, after learning and failing and learning and failing, lo and behold, when you look back, you're so far from where you were before. Mm. And that's what I share with my clients. This is not a three-month journey. This is not a six-month journey. You being the best and fittest person that you can be is a lifetime process. It's gonna yes. be as long as life. That's why it's called lifestyle change. You're changing the style of your life mm. for the permanent per in a permanent way. And that's that's how I'll try to translate myself as well of how you change yourself. Yeah you know, I realize that failing, learning, discovering it's just a lifetime of doing that all the time. Lifetime of doing that.
0: Yeah, and, and you also went from your failures, and I'm sure um, even until now, the failures still happen. <laughs> like that, That's also a constant.
1: Yes, all the time. Even the content. Um, if you notice my content a few months back, I started coaching with me speaking in a microphone. Because I thought that's, that's, how, that's how I coach in front of a class. I speak in a mic. I speak and I try to make people listen. Right. I had a mic and I was coaching in a video, and I felt like this is not working out. I feel <laughs> in that, somewhat and I rea- realized there's a better way to communicate things. Is when I started learning about doing carousels, writing ah. short versions myself, and that constant learning how to communicate better made me jumpstart my coaching in a be- in a faster manner and. Failure is a good and bad thing. It's a good thing because it's a way for you to get better. Mm -hmm. It's a bad thing because it really sucks to know that what you're working on is not working for you the best way. But at the same time, it's a a process of you doing other things and freeing you of staying in one place even though it's not working anymore. It gives you the freedom to make sure that you can always do better than the last time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like the failures that I've had in my life have also Yeah, it, I, think, I think it's similar to what you said that when I feel like I, I'm, I never feel like I'm moving fast enough, but then when I look back, I feel that, oh, actually, a lot has changed. <laughs> I'm different I'm different versus compared to the person that I was last year as well, especially because of COVID. Um,
1: well, what, was, what's your, what was your biggest challenge in COVID? Um,
0: I guess I was always on the go. I'm that kind of person. So every, before I met my husband, I probably had plans five times a week, meeting friends, meeting family, meeting whoever, meeting business, etc. And when I met him, it, it's still down a bit. Maybe like three times a week. <laughs> so, um, but, but then it still meant that every weekend I'd want to go on an adventure, go hiking, go to the mountains, go to a new country. Um, just very like on the go. And mm-hmm. COVID obviously stopped all of that, made me or forced me to stay at home, forced me mm-hmm. to stay indoors, forced me to really deal with myself. Deal with my thoughts, deal with my, you know, insecurities, my problems, and because of that, it really changed my life. Because, I mean, they, I, I think to some degree, it was a form of, you know, finding excitement, finding an escape, not because I was unhappy, but just because, um, I was always chasing that feeling of. Um, you know, something new, something interesting, and and that was just the kind of person I was. So I started to question, like, why I was always chasing those things. Um, and yeah, I, I could, I can confidently say that after almost a year now of, um, let's say, toning down <laughs> or <laughs> toning myself down, yeah, it, it became a lot easier for me to live with myself and. To to just have quiet time where I'm not doing anything, but I'm okay with it. And that yeah. that would have been unbelievable for me maybe yeah, about a year ago or a year and a half <laughs> ago. You really so, couldn't see that.
1: Essentially boredom became your friend during this time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I stayed bored. I mean I started a podcast, you know. I yeah, I, I still yeah. did several like Different things, um, but it just became more inward looking versus like looking for the next mountain to hike or looking for the next you know country to visit. Um, yeah, I guess for
1: me, naman, what changed for me because I did that kind of thing a few years back at rock bottom,
0: yeah, COVID,
1: for me, naman, is that I can't, I can be, I can do more than just stuff inside the gym, right. I can imagine swimming. I learned. I started learning swimming again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can run outside. I can walk more, and I can bike more. And that, because before, everything was just inside the gym. I want to coach clients. I want to help other people. Yeah. And then the gym was my life. And now,
0: that closed.
1: <laughs> not being stuck inside, but made me realize there's a lot of things outside of this world that you can do as well. Mm. Quiet time was already done before getting to know yourself deeper because you're hiding from a lot of people because of your mistakes, and from there, yeah, 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 for sure. Um,
0: yeah, so at the end of our podcast, we also ask our guests three ending questions. Maybe you can answer them like in a short. Um, one sentence way. <laughs> so yeah, so. <laughs> the first one, like, is what is something you used to believe in but have unlearned.
1: Um. Like I said a while ago, earlier, I said uh, how I, I learned a lot of, I unlearned a lot of things in this process. But I guess the biggest takeaway for me of unlearning, well, I guess relearning, was the idea of. You can be gentle and self, uh, and be, you can be gentle and be masculine at the same time. You, ex- mm-hmm. you can express self-love, but at the same time, be as strong as you can be. That strength is not about just being physically, being physical or mentally strong, but it can also be gentle and trying to love yourself. More. Right. That was the big thing I, I I had learned and relearning and still learning at this point in my life.
0: Yeah, like your view of masculinity has basically shifted.
1: Basically shifted, yes. Yeah. A lot of in that part. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And if you had to make a law that you think would make the world a better place, um, what would it be? Something that everyone has to follow.
1: Maybe we we can force everyone to just be kind to other people. That's the biggest. Thing thing I, I, I guess people mm-hmm. need to do more. Yeah. And being kind to other people really reflects of your love for yourself as well. And that's mm-hmm. one law I, I wish that this world has. Sorry Major Missini verse Jung's answer. <laughs> <laughs> and and
0: what do you feel like you're still unlearning right now?
1: And that part of um constantly just really learning to love myself better in order for me to love others better as well. Mm. Because um love is a very powerful thing and it can't express its power and it can manifest its power in, in any way if you don't start with loving yourself more. So I keep on filling up myself. That way, I can express myself more to others and be a blessing and be more loving to others as well.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for your time, Coach A. I really appreciate the insights, mindset shifts, and emotions that you've shared with us today. Like I personally learned a lot from you and I'm looking forward to also sharing your yeah, insights and thoughts with other people in the hopes that they find the time to also love themselves love themselves, invest in themselves yeah <laughs>
1: thank you so much for having me I, I, re- I really appreciate this time thank you
0: hey there thank you so much for taking the time out to listen if you made it this far you probably enjoyed it so we hope you can click the subscribe button on spotify or apple or wherever you listen and leave a rating and review right now yes right now doing this helps us reach more people and help them unlearn their limiting beliefs make sure you also tag us at unlearning with us on social media so that we can see your feelings validate you even though you don't need some validation and pat you on the back for chasing that self-growth thanks guys